Welcome to another episode of Dice Talk. For tonight's episode, I am proud to present part three of our Call of Cthulhu miniseries. There are only four parts in the series, so we are getting close to the grand finale. On our next episode, we will return to the normal Dice Talk content that you are used to hearing. And on the episode after that, we will release episode four, bringing you the grand finale of this Call of Cthulhu story. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show. The four of you leave the Orin Library, and you have just translated the outside of the uh, golden hieroglyphic box that kind of looked like one of those like a like a something a pharaoh would be buried in like a sarcophagus and you translated the letters on the outside you tried to translate the letters that were the in, on the inside but you couldn't think of any possible language they could belong to the scarring like literal gashes on the inside of this metallic container like were inlet with those like red glowing rubies and they had like a sinister look to them but I mean you had two people who are pretty skilled in languages and translating world languages and things like that and you cannot think of any language that they could possibly refer to even when you had access to the massive Orin library so the four of you made your translations and you have headed out of the library it doesn't seem like anyone is following you and it does not seem like anyone has noticed that you have one made a translation and two stolen the book that is probably equally valuable as the box that you now have possession of it's a library we're borrowing it yeah but it's a really expensive book from the library that they had behind glass yeah you'd be the first name i'm a professor it's okay that's right. You're the one who's taking the fall for this one. Did Oh, yes, you I've are, Professor. I've from the library on my own. What did you do? Look, it's just... Things happen. With, with your record, I'm pretty sure I could swing it that you abducted me. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you file. I am a perfectly good student. I have nothing on file that you can find. <laughs> because it's been expunged. Yep. <laughs> I like the way you had to qualify that statement, but okay. Just out of nowhere. Well, you won't find anything on me. Nope, not <laughs> at all. The fact that you had to reassure me of that unprompted is very, very reassuring. Okay, Adam Sandler. God damn it. <laughs> Look, there was just an incident with the fountain and an old book. It's fine. It's fine. I always said that that fountain was an extremely bad idea. It is! It's in the library. We have, like, really old books there. We're, like, walking to the car as we're saying this. (laughs) Also, before you were in the library, something terrible happened. Yes. 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 Our buddy died. Your friend died. And, um, that was probably a good two or three hours ago. You are now leaving the... I'm over it now. <laughs> it's starting to get like 7 or 8 o'clock at night, and so oh, it's shit. getting dusky out, because it was around 4 when you had gotten there. Um, and so, yeah, it took a few hours to find the books, translate everything, and then uh, you were now leaving. 
So you are on the Miskatonic University campus. Is there anything else you'd like to do, or are you going to try to head straight to Ross's Corner to go to the farm? We have to go to Ross's Corner. It's getting late. This demon thing could escape. Yes. It might already be gone. Well, if so it did, we tried? I don't I don't know what Professor wanted us to do. You wanted us to banish the demon thing well, somehow? Yes, he did. But if it's already escaped the farmhouse, I guess we're fucked. Maybe he's not all the way dead? They were trying, like, CPR? <laughs> I'm not dead yet. I think they're all the way better. dead. There was, like, I a corridor there. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Do you not know how this works, honey? I am a biology student. I am quite certain of how it works. And I know that there is a small chance that they might have been able to revive him temporarily. He was in a hospital. They picked him up in like a hearse, man. He did. They picked him up in an ambulance. He did. Look, let me be deluded. Thank you. Listen, there were doctors there. I'm sure they confirmed it. Extremely distasteful. He did. All right, well. We should go find out if that demon thing is still there. If it is, the jalopy ladies. <laughs> oh god! I get into the back of the car. Can you? About it. Opens the glove box and checks his thirty-eight automatic. Like, just in case. Professor, why do you have a gun? Same Perfect reason I have action. a hockey stick. It's America. You. You have a hockey. I have a switchblade. What is happening? I also have a penknife. I've, I'm a man about town in the 1920s. I'm entitled to carry whatever kind of firearm I like. <laughs> yep. It's true. Now keep quiet, Missy. <laughs> so this time when the three of you go out to the uh, to the jalopy, there is not a dead bird on your car. There's nothing strange like that. There's no like blood all over the hood or anything like last time. Instead, you just find a much more empty looking parking lot than when you would enter. Your car is still there. I mean, there's still a few cars, but um, you're on a very rich campus. So this is actually one of the few places in this time period where there would be this many cars parked, but it's an extremely expensive campus. Almost every person here comes from a very wealthy family. You are in your jalopy. The three of you pull out and you can go wherever you'd like. To the farmhouse at the egg. All right. So you drive all the way off the Miskatonic University campus. Um, you had slightly north by northeast by east and um you're driving far far out into the what's essentially the middle of nowhere even the small parts of ross's corner that are recognizable soon disappear behind you and now you're just back on like these hardly even paved roads and you pull up to what is the address of the farmhouse that you now all own since you have the deed and the key to the building terrible idea. Ladies first. Uh, wrong. This is dangerous. <laughs> it should be men. So, I'm age chivalrous. before beauty. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm a man of science anyway. I don't believe in this mumbo jimbo. Well, listen. Probably should. We should have all gotten a Bible. There's no scientific basis for that. I'm more worried about wild dogs and rampaging hobos. Uh, you're so are gonna get us killed by a demon. Don't worry, ladies. I got a gun. <laughs> I'm bringing my hockey stick. He's gonna in. shoot one of us. You know that, right? Oh yeah. You you yeah. know. I'm just looking at. It, well, we're gonna die. 
by Professor Jones's hand. And then we're gonna be on the ground bleeding to death while a demon, like, rips out his heart through his throat. It'll make a great story. We will be dead! I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. Are you, uh, what were you talking about back there? None of your business, Professor. Okay. <laughs> so sassy for a 1920s woman. <laughs> this is all going in your file. It's fine, that'll be uh, erased. <laughs> um, by the time you get there, it's getting closer to 8 o'clock at night. The last road that you, uh, last road marker that you were on was called Boone Road, but the slightly paved road turns into nothing more than a dirt trail. It seems like it hasn't really been driven on in a while. You don't see any like actual car tracks or anything. It's definitely hasn't had anyone dri- drive on it since at least the last time it rained because there are no tracks anywhere. But you do pull up to the address. You see. It's kind of surrounded almost by like some trees and all around the back, you can see what eventually turns into uh, some sort of forested area. It's probably like a good three or four acre lot. And it definitely doesn't seem like there's any plants that have been uh, like any crops that have been growing here in a while. But the space and the way some of the ground looks, it seems like maybe at one point it did actually like it actually was a farm that actually produced some sort of uh, produce. Uh, You pull up into this past this big giant dead tree that's right there on the edge of the lot where the road is and you come down this central trail and you see a pretty large farmhouse uh it looks to be maybe maybe at least two floors and you also see a well that's right outside uh, beside it surrounding the farmhouse it seems like the dirt trail makes a full complete circle uh to where it's easier to get out without having to back up and you also see um about 30 or 40 feet beyond the farmhouse a very large barn Uh, The barn is much, much taller than the house. It looks to be uh, nearly twice as tall. And then there's just a few trees that litter the property. There's no street lights or anything. It's quite dark. And you don't see any electric lights that are on at the moment. And it it is about 8 o'clock. So so it is starting to get very uh, dark. And in about an hour, you only have the moonlight. Um, Professor Jones, do you have flashlights? Torches? What did they call them back then? I don't know. However, there's nothing on my character sheet saying I have any. <laughs> you do have headlights, though. Headlights are definitely, like, illuminating the yard in front of you, and it is still light enough to see. But, yeah, I think you would have, you know, a flashlight. I think you could have access right? to that. Yeah. Broke down or right. Yeah. And you're, like, a professor, and you're... I feel like you stopped at your office, and, and I feel like you could have acquired that kind of stuff. When I'm exploring... Exploring tombs, I need flashlights. Excellent. I got at least three in my car. I take one. Here you go, ladies. The big, massive, bulky, electrically powered I will take the key out of my bag and start getting out of the car. Okay. And you get out, and it's like a decently cool night, but you know, you don't see anything alarming. Cool means I want to walk to the door. What are you two I'll doing while she does this? I'm going to, um, Turn the car around to facing out in case we need to. So you want like the headlights facing towards the road so you can take off. I mean, it would be. It seems counterproductive, but I think if we've got flashlights, it's probably better to have a quick getaway if we need to have one than have the approach road lit up. That's okay. Maybe that's a bad. And Keiko, Keiko did stop and grab her hockey stick out of her car. Absolutely. Okay. In the last episode. Okay. All right. So, yeah, she goes ahead and she gets out and she starts walking right towards the side. Um, Right here on the side where you parked, 
right in front of the well, you see a small little like stoop. I wouldn't even call it a porch. You see like a wooden stoop. It kind of has like two steps and then just a little area right there in front of the door. And you just see a, it's not a double. It's like a, just a single wooden door. It just, it just seems like a, I mean, it doesn't even really seem that ominous or anything. It's just, it looks like these buildings are kind of falling apart. They were old when they purchased them, and that was 60 years ago. Through, like, is there a window next to the door? Okay. There are some windows. Yeah, they have glass panes look, and everything. Try my light in a little bit to see if I see any movement. You. Oh, good! <laughs> Dun, dun. Now you look inside, you don't see movement. You see a really dark uh, building, and it's barely illuminated on the inside to where like, it just seems like just enough to where you can barely see some of the features through there. And from what you can tell the through the farmhouse, it kind of looks more or less like a regular house where someone would live, like a residence. The only thing that catches your eye is the fact that there is some illumination. And and the more you think about it, it does seem like you see a dancing flame. Uh, it may not like something is on fire, but maybe like a lantern, some sort of controlled source of light. It doesn't look like a flashlight. It is kind of moving a little bit. So it kind of looks like a flame, like an active flame. Um, but like, you don't really see anyone or anything. You see like the silhouette of like, oh, that's like a chair. And oh, that might be like a couch or something. But like, it's, uh, it's pretty dark. There is some faint light in there. It's probably a murderous hobo. I'm going to join her at the window and look and I assume see the same thing. I get, I'll go to the door. I'm going to try to open the door without the key first just to see if maybe a squatter would have come in here. Okay. So you go mm-hmm. up to the door and yeah, you go to grab it. And uh, it is unlocked. It's unlocked. Oh shit! It just turn. It turns, and like it probably even pushes a little bit. Like you opened it. Like oh my god! I yeah. put too much. Like you didn't expect it to open. You didn't open it all the way, but you feel like oh shit! Like you have to like kind of hold it back, or else the door would have just swung open. Stay back, miss. I'm sure it's what's my name. <laughs> Honestly, I can't remember. <laughs> I'm just missed to you. You're just a bunch of interchangeable undergraduates. Ouch. I don't understand you anymore. Well, at least it's interchangeable undergraduates instead of interchangeable women. So. That's true. I'm sorry. Interchangeable female <sighs> undergraduate. That's interchangeable graduate to you. I, it's like some other person. Stay, now stand I, back. I hold my hockey stick. <laughs> Right, so I'm going to kick open the door and go, Freeze, Dancing Flame! Okay, so you kick this door open, boom, and you scream that into this house. And you hear nothing. You're just, like, looking inside, and it's, like, dark. But if you were to look, sure enough, you see, like, over in the corner, there's, like, this other room, but it's, like, open, like a big opening that leads to that room. And you can see there, like, there's, like, a lantern sitting on the ground. I'm going to slowly step into the house. Drawn my switchblade. Are the two of you in the house? Both of you? I'll follow, yeah. Alright, so all three of you now enter. He's sitting there. Did you get your gun out when you kicked down the door? Yeah, I did. That thing with the torch in there. Yeah, Professor Jones is walking in and he's looking around. Um, 
the first thing that stands out to you is the blackness that is this house now. <laughs> it's so dark in here. Can't see anything. So you come in, you walk in, you kick the door open, you yell. You don't see anything. You see that there's like a little opening right here. It leads into another room where you can't see too much. And in this room is in this room is where you see like there's a lantern sitting on the ground. Um, I mean, I guess you can see like a little bit into it, but there's yeah, there's like a lantern sitting on the ground in there. But you open it up and right in front of you, what you see is a pretty small room. It might only be like 20 by 20 feet or so. There's a wood burning stove directly in front of you. Um, you probably almost run into it as you, all three of you burst in and have to make room for one another. Directly to your left is a very old looking leather chair. It doesn't look like it's very uh, good quality anymore. Uh, there's a round wood table, a couch, and then there's another table that's kind of like a kitchen table size. You also see a pair of wooden stairs that are descending into a dark basement or cellar. And then you see that in the other room where the lantern is, um, just from where you're standing, you can see there's a, some other pieces of furniture scattered about. You can see at least a chair from where you happen to be I standing. I hate that there's a thunderstorm happening where you are right now, Jeremy. I hate it. I hate it. Because it's going to get spooky this episode. Um, I'm going to walk towards the stairs and just look down. Not a tiefling, so I can't see shit. But you do have a flashlight. I do, and it's on, and I'm I'm probably going to stare the devil right in the eye. <laughs> so you have your flashlight and a switchblade. Okay. So you start walking across the room, and um, just because I think that it's small enough and you would all just be able to see pretty quickly, I'll go ahead and just show. Like When you're walking, you can see more of that opening into that second room. And you see right next to the lantern, there seems to be what looks like a, it's not really a sleeping bag. It's like a makeshift sleeping pallet. You see like maybe a, a couple of pieces of clothes thrown on the ground. You see uh, like a blanket and uh, it's not even like a good pillow. It's just some clothes stuffed in like a bag. You see what looks to be a fire pit that is ashes with burnt pieces of wood. And maybe it has been used, I don't know, semi-recent, semi-recently, certainly within the last few years, you know, not like the letter describes. Um, and you see a table. You see a table that has a chair sitting in front of it, and it's covered with a whole bunch of different pieces of paper and, uh, like, different colored notes and things like that. A lot of the paper itself seems, like, moth-eaten. Uh, it seems stained and stale. It seems like a lot of that paper's been there quite a long time. You also see a back door, and the back door seems to be open. It's not open all the way. It's just slightly ajar. And you notice that the window directly next to that door is shattered. Um, so you could guess someone might have broken that way and then opened the house. Um, but you, but that's as just what you see kind of as you walk around. When you come over to where the staircase is, you shine downstairs, and from where you're standing, you just see a pretty dark room. If you're moving the light around a little bit, you'll see on the ground what looks to be like two broken chairs in like multiple pieces, and it's just like scattered around, like parts of the leg are snapped. And if you kind of angle a little bit more, you'll see like parts of a broken table. And downstairs just seems like it's kind of littered with like like stone rubble and like dirt and then like pieces of broken well now that i've kind of checked that out we'll have to go down there later as a group because there's no splitting the party in this game no um i'm gonna walk can you make a spot hidden 
I think which one of you two, the ones that weren't exploring the stairs, wants to make a spot hidden? Because I think the two of you were looking down, so I'm going to have, or since yeah, she yeah, was yeah. looking down the stairs, I'll have the one of you looking around. I have a, an even fitty. Well, you're better than me. That is a 12. 12? That's like a hard success, right? Yeah, not quite an extreme. Alright, so yeah, you're looking and you just notice as you're scanning around the room, you your eyes drift across the ceiling. The ceiling seems like it's made of wood. There's like holes and knots in it in certain spots. Some of it looks like it's like bowed slightly, like as if water damage. It's faded in a lot of places. It doesn't look like it's in great condition either, but it's at least a solid roof. It's not like rafters. And you notice a wooden portal leaving, leading to the attic. And you can see what looks to be like a door with a little metal loop on it that, you know, and generically it's in houses and things. You can grab it and open it and it's a way to get to the attic. That's something you happen to notice. Wasn't this thing supposed to be in the attic originally? Well, if it's if it's real, it's supposed to have broken out now, right? So let's go up there, maybe. Have a I want to look. look at the papers on the table before we go up. You also don't have a ladder. It looks like pretty high up. Um, I mean, you you could maybe move things or help one another try to get up there, but it doesn't seem like it'd be super easy to just like jump up and grab it. It's pretty high up. Maybe in the barn there'd be a ladder or something. But let's look at the papers yeah. first. I like that idea. Must be a professor Jones, not just to throw people up in the air and see if they get into an attic. The best science is done empirically through experimentation. Well, that is true, but you have to make notes about it, so let's see if someone made notes about this shit. <laughs> Look, oh. I've got binders over there of my goldfish experiments. <laughs> you make notes. Goldfish? I don't know if I want to know. I make notes after the experiment. Oh, I grew goldfish without heads. It was fine. Making mental notes all the time. What? Anyway, I don't know. Papers. I don't know if anybody else heard that but me. But freaking Danny just said, oh, "I grew grow goldfish without heads." What? <laughs> no, well, it's science. That's like evil genius science. We'll, just, we'll put a pin in that for later. It's not people. It's a goldfish. Yeah, no, they were fine. It's just I never did get one with three eyes. Snack that smiles back. What? They probably okay, don't know no, the no, difference. No. We'll get, come back to this. Yes. That, that's fine. <laughs> We're going to unpack that shit later. <laughs> this is why I wasn't a so science yes, I'm, major. I'm looking at the notes. I understand <laughs> now. <laughs> Sometimes to pursue science, you need to affront God. We won't talk about the number of ways anyway. to skin a cat and no, still pass stop. the post. No! <laughs> stop! <laughs> I could never get past the first two. The screaming got to me too bad. I'm just traumatizing poor TV tonight. I'm sorry. You know, Descartes said that animals didn't feel pain. It was just like a machine making a noise when it was working wrong. I don't know if I agree with Descartes. <laughs> no, but he did say, I think, therefore I am. Well, he's dumb. Cogito okay, ergo we're back to game, because, uh... <laughs> Science! <laughs> You're not going to want to be friends with us anymore. 
not true because I'm very fascinated with all of this, but. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what I call the voice inside my head. As you tell it about cats and skinning them and what sounds they make. I I didn't make that research. That was Descartes. When you go over to the table, there's like a whole bunch of different like notes and scribblings. You see what looks like the erased remnants of like multiple attempts to draw different circles with various pointed stars and other sacred and as well as unholy geometry um, on some of these. And then it seems like they're erased and scribbled X'd out more being drawn. There's a lot of things being written in in various uh, languages, including Greek, Latin. Uh, You see some written in some ancient Germanic things. You also see um, some actual Egyptian writing. And it's just like so many things that don't even make sense. There's like, different symbols from different languages being combined in different ways. Um, and then it looks like maybe they're scratched out or erased. It just seems like the scribblings of many attempts and failures. And the only thing you find that's on top though, sitting on top of all this and very plain is this yellow piece of legal paper. And there's just a, a quick scribbling on it. And all it says on it is Rupert. I have tried to do what we feared to do for so long, but I'm afraid that I have not the courage to do it. Please, Rupert. I or Please, Rupert, you must do what I could not. I'm going to try to find someone to help us to get rid of this thing for good. I've put everything I know into the trunk. Good luck, and don't do anything too risky. And then it says, uh, Marion Allen. And you remember, because you have the journal, so rather than making you actually read through it, you can just uh, recall... That Marion Allen, let me find it. You can just recall that Marion Allen died in 1877. It is now 1921. <sighs> I wish he hadn't been such a coward. And we wouldn't be stuck with this now, would we? All right. So uh, I guess I look for a trunk. I don't see a trunk in here. You do notice outside a deep rumbling. And then a slow forested area. Kind of it's probably like almost a good soothing sound for acre lot. And it, it definitely doesn't seem like there's any plants that have been uh, like any crops that have been growing Lovely. here in a while, but the space and the way some of the ground looks, it seems like maybe at one point it did well, actually like it actually was a farm otherwise that actually produced some anything. sort of you don't see anything uh, moving. Produce. If you're just uh, idly you pull up into this around the room, past this you don't big, see anything giant other than what I described. Unless, right there on the I mean, there's definitely the remnants the of, of someone that down seems the like central trail. Here. You, see you even see next to large the blankets on the ground. It looks to be maybe a couple tin cans, two floors, three or four different clothes tin cans. A well, there's one of beans or some Campbell's soup. There's one that's halfway opened. You see like this small metal tray beside it and it looks like there's ashes on there as if someone might have been smoking or burning something and you also see a book and the book seems to be just talking about um different events that happened in world war one and you're looking at this thing i i I remember remember it well it was uh, a very difficult war to fight Uh, but immensely rewarding in many ways in many ways i I uh, never forget the first time I killed a man in combat. It warmed my heart in ways I had only experienced through 
passionate physical lovemaking previously. Yeah, when and, you flip the book open <laughs> and your thumb just lands on a random page, that's the passage that you read. <laughs> Silas Lancaster, a war oh, memoir. We find out that this is where we find out that Nevada Jones is possessed by Silas. <laughs> just slips into that too easy. I think you'd have probably slightly more, yeah, slightly more poise. Professor <laughs> <laughs> Joe. Yeah, just a little, just a, a little touch more. But yeah, looking down, you definitely see the remnants um, suggesting someone has been staying here. You don't really know how old maybe these things are, uh, but the lantern is burning. So, you know, unless it's like magic or some shit, like that should have ran out of, that would have ran out of oil unless it was recent. Um, but yeah, you don't, hear anything i mean you haven't gone downstairs yet but you don't hear anything coming I'm from above nor below steps you. down the stairs yes i think we should finish checking out this out if let's do a little bit of speculative science fiction in our in uh, for for funsy imagine a world where you play games virtually through means of some kind of electronic con- contrivance and you play those games if i was playing one of those games I would want to clear the whole area first before we move on to the next place and then check that. So if we can look in the attic because we don't have a ladder and we need to find this trunk, then we've cleared the house first and then we move on to the barn. All right. Yeah, let's uh, let's look downstairs. I feel like, <laughs> Mr. Jones, I feel like Science. you could probably... It's Professor Jones. I feel like I must you could... Hoist one of us up to the attic if we needed to do that. He's like <laughs> Officer Jones, <laughs> FBI. This <laughs> changes his whole thing. It was oh all a lie. Of course, you I have. This whole time. <laughs> hey, I, I do. You guys want to come with me, or shall it. I check out the basement alone? No, no, I'll, we'll we'll come. Okay, to I'm going down Jones, alone. Please be Professor. my guest. Fuck Jones. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm coming. <laughs> so you start walking down these stairs, and like the you know even the way your feet are falling on, it's like doom, doom, doom. Like they feel almost not waterlogged, but like like still like ruined by time and humidity. Um and you can just, I mean, they don't feel like weak, but they, they seem like they're, like, you can tell how old they are just from walking down these stairs. They're making these really loud noises. You're walking down and you're shining your light around. And sure enough, you see the broken chairs laying on the ground. You see this table that's been flipped over and some of the legs have been broken away. There's like little pieces of wood scattered about, like as if maybe rats or bugs have been eating away at some of this stuff as well. And you start to make your way just straight down the stairs into this otherwise completely dark room. And the moment your foot, hits the solid ground you hear a and something comes running out of the shadows spears you up against the wall and at that point i give you the option to attempt to dodge or fight back i think i'm gonna try and dodge first what's my dodge at it's not great but i should be okay oh my goodness sir Okay, cool. I passed. You passed with a regular success? Yeah, it was just a regular success. I got a 29 out of 35. Okay. Um, so this 
thing comes running at you. It sounds like a deep masculine style voice, um, but it's not really saying anything that you can understand. You feel a force hit you, but you're able to move fast enough to where you kind of like, like spin it off to the side of you. And the, it takes the brunt of the force straight into the wall. Um, you see a figure hit the ground and fall backwards on the ground and start screaming. And with your flashlight, like you're probably really surprised and it might've, you know, like maybe like you felt it, but you didn't actually get hurt. Okay. Um, but you're like having to keep balance. So you don't get knocked over. And when your flashlight finds the ground, you see a man that has like, like a, a Caucasian man with like red, like blistered skin, uh, on his face and the parts of his hands that you can see. Um, he has a massive, very unkempt white beard that is like, has like things in it kind of like you can see like dirt and like little twigs and like bits of like dried food and stuff. He, and he looks extremely dirty. He's wearing what looks to be like overalls and then nothing else. And like one of the straps is hanging down and he has the other one pulled up. And he looks extremely skinny, and like his chest and things also look like they kind of have this like burn to him. And he's like, ah, "Get away, monsters!" And he starts trying to punch at your leg and shit. And he's like laying on the ground, but he seems to be yelling in English, um, freaking sir, out. Sir, sir, we're not monsters. We're here to help. I guess you. Who the fuck are you, Professor Jones? You were right behind her, right? You yeah. see what you. You saw you see your worst nightmare as a crazy murder hobo comes running out of the darkness, just like you predicted. What do you do in that instance? Do you just wait? Ah, it might a hobo. Or uh, take a pop at him. Okay, <laughs> no! I'm just saying. I think realistically, he was he mentioned it three different times without I knowing know, this was going to happen. I know. No, I, no, I know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not no, no. He was keyed up. He was keyed up and ready. That's why we need gun control. <laughs> I think he really this would shoot him. I think he would too, but I also am over here like, no, Professor Jones. So technically, because you're using a firearm that increases your initiative by, I don't remember the exact number, but it's so much that you're going to go first unless they also have a firearm. All right, so I've got firearms. So yeah, you can react even before she can, even though she's the one that got attacked. That's a 30. Ooh, was that a success? Barely. So it's a success. All right, so... Yeah, this thing, she spins, he runs into the wall, he's like screaming and pow, pow. You shoot him. Roll for damage. Uh, you shoot him. Pow, and you see this blood splatter up on the wall. He's going to attempt to spin around and kick Lois in the ground, like, in a response to being shot. That's what he's going to attempt to do. Uh, can I dodge again? Yeah, you can try to dodge. Okay, that is a regular success. It's okay, a oh, it's a 19. So... You're dodging, so you win ties. So you manage oh. to, like, hop... Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you dodge, you win ties. And if you fight back, you have to actually have one level higher of success to be yeah. the one. So you, like, hopscotch over his swinging foot, and he's going to flip around and attempt to get up. And I guess we'll roll initiative. Which, we just go in initiative order. I don't think we roll anything. No. So his speed, his move is eight. My move is nine. Mine's nine. Yeah, oh, we're nine. all nine. Yeah, nine. Okay, so you all go before him. That's all that matters. Yeah. As he as he gets shot, he starts screaming and slobbering all over himself. 
And even though he said some things in English, he starts yelling things like, he's like trying to get up and like, you saw him like try to kick at you really fast. And he seems like insane or, or, or like something's wrong with him or, I mean, beyond he's some kind of insane. Yeah. And he has like the, the like blistered skin on his face and the parts of his chest you can see. And it seems like any part of his skin that you can see has that same blistered, like as if he just got a super bad sunburn and he's still, you know, it's like peeling. Did I recognize the language at all? No, it's not Italian. It's, it is. Okay. I mean, it's, it's no, no, like it's gibberish. Like it sounds like, okay. Yeah. It's, it would be offensive to compare it to any existing language. It's just a random, okay. <laughs> just random sound. Um, I'm going to. Is it Italian? Because the example you gave us sounded Italian. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it wasn't English. Molto bene. Like I said, third best. <laughs> I am going to try and drop him to back to the ground and try to hold him down. Yeah, he's like attempting to get up so you can like. Yeah, I'm going to like. <laughs> Knee to throat if I can. Okay. So. Is it a fighting brawl? Yes. Cool. I'm real good at this. And he's he's going to absolutely attempt to fight back. That's fine. Extreme success. Ooh. So that means you automatically deal max damage. But if you're not attempting to damage him, then... If you're just trying to restrain him, he failed his. So you are able to, he's like standing up, but even though he's aggressive and violent, he's not like skilled or anything. It's like, it's almost, I mean, you don't necessarily think he's drunk, but it's like when someone's drunk and thinks they're like the boss, they're not necessarily good at fighting. They're just running around. He's just trying to like get up in this hurried and you're able to very easily kind of use his weight against him and like flip him back down onto the ground. Um, Would either of you like to do anything? Because you both go before him as well. I'm gonna finish don't, the job. No, don't shoot him. <laughs> He's but we might need to know who he is. Look at him slobbering and thrashing around in the let's see, and the, let's the see, red eyes and the Let's see what looks. he knows first. He knows about no, rabies. No, don't shoot him. Do you just go around shooting everybody? Tell him Nevada sent you. The situation. <laughs> <laughs> If the situation demands it. Are you going to hit me? We should find out what he knows. Not at this rate. When you get there, you're going to find someone named Indiana. Tell him his brother's coming. (laughs) (laughs) Tell him he's a fraud and a liar and a bastard, man. Tell him he did nothing at Temple of Doom. The results would have been the same. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm going to try to get between Professor Jones and, uh, this man and help uh, help Lois restrain him. Okay, so Keiko jumps in front of you, Professor Jones. Are you gonna like like you're on the stairs? Are you gonna take a bullet for this? I imagine you man? two are standing on the <laughs> stairs and she's like jumping in front of your gun so that <laughs> oh, you shot him once and you're like right. finish the job. <laughs> you hear another ex- explosion as uh, the gun discharges into the ceiling. As- <laughs> Jumping from the way. Oh God! Are you? Yep. That's that. <sighs> so yeah, you hear that? It was that close um, to shooting again. So 
are the two of you disturbed by your by Professor Jones just shooting this guy, or like does that like a reasonable response, or are, or are you more more uh, disturbed by the finish the job part? <laughs> I'm so worried about what is happening with Professor Jones Look, that I he just shoots I, people first and then asks questions. I go to a lot of places to retrieve artifacts for the university, and these Steel. people. These people don't like it when you uh, when you steal? say that this thing belongs in a museum when you and steal you steal shit it from the culture and you take you take it to preserve its heritage <laughs> and thousands of miles away from the people who <laughs> created it for and you for put fifty it in a dollars a ticket for white people to look at. <laughs> That's how the world works, ladies. I'm a scientist, Professor Jones. I'm a man of letters. Be scientific. Ask questions. Don't destroy stuff. He has rabies. No, he's if burned. You had, Look if at you these. Got a dog, and the dog was going crazy. There's no dog. Trying to eat Professor Jones. Let's be constructive here. He's talking about monsters. Clearly, he knows something about the thing that's supposed to be in this house. There's no such thing as monsters, but there are such things as dangerous. Murderers. Oh, absolutely. But Let's oh, go no, Nevada no. Jones. Oh, what else is oh, in you, here? I'm a respectable pillar of the community. <laughs> Can Keiko and that. Lois make sanity checks since you're so disturbed by his actions? Oh, God. Okay. What's my You'll see things yet? my way soon enough. And I have to roll lower than my current sanity? Yeah. But then I'm fine. I am also fine. Okay. So you're like, it's, it's, it's unsettling, but it's not enough to shake your mental foundation. Um, this is all perfectly reasonable. Just another day with... With Nevada Jones. So you find yourself looking around this room, and you're shining, and you have him here, but like you're not just looking around, but uh, you're down here now, mm-hmm. and you do see around the room. There's like a shelf on the back wall. It looks like three sets of shelves, or like five tall. Um, you do see what looks to be like a large trunk that is partially covered by some sort of uh, like tarp, but you can see it pretty well. Um, and there's this like right there behind the stairs you can see like a ladder sticking out you can see what looks like a spilt over toolbox um there's like a a bucket of nails spilled all along the floor there's like a whole bunch of two by fours just in a pile in the wall and there's just like thick spider webs everywhere um but but the there's like broken glass and stuff like it looks like if you were down here with bare feet you'd have to be worried and uh this man is certainly barefoot but um he's just like like yelling stuff like when you when you shoot again at the ceiling he like screams in response and he's trying to like stand up um if you're all done for for this turn i guess it's his turn yeah i'm i'm kneeling he's going to we're we're both kneeling on him so he's going to knee in throat I guess that means I don't know if they have advantage, but I means I guess that I'll give you advantage at trying to keep him down when he when you re- roll in response. Um, so he's trying to break free, and and based on like the way he keeps lunging, it seems like he's trying to go like either right at Professor Jones or he's trying to go up the stairs. Okay, is it fight brawl again? Okay. Uh, that is a. Hard success. All right. So he failed. So he's like, monsters! I'll get you, monsters! And he's like freaking out and he's like hyperventilating almost. Um, But yeah, he definitely seems like a pretty old man. I'm going to take his face and go, sir, we are not monsters. We were sent by Professor Merriweather. 
Who the fuck are you? <laughs> Make a charm check for me, please. Oh, charm? Am I charming? We'll find out. <laughs> oh, uh, where is that? How charming can you be? Is there an alphabetical uh, order? How charming can you be after getting shot at or attacked and then... <laughs> can I do intimidation instead? If you're trying to scare him, I thought you were telling him, like, we're here, it's okay. Yeah, I am. <laughs> okay. so you fucking better believe I'm going to God. I swear to God, I'll kill you if you don't It's like Batman, me. dude. He's like, <laughs> I'm a hero. <laughs> um, don't worry, I'll save you. I, I rolled... I'll fucking choke you out unless you let me help you save I rolled you. at my charm, so I I got a 15. Okay. So, you're trying to charm him, and he's like, <laughs> You're not gonna trick me! I know who you are! What's my name, then? And he's freaking out. He's like, red-eyed. I'm, I'm thinking back, did we see any uh, medicinal components upstairs? Um, you did not, but there are shelves and things down here. No, you didn't see that, and you don't see alcohol. There's broken glass on the ground, but yeah, you didn't notice anything like that up there. But you do hear the thunder rumbling outside again, as uh, even in the cellar you can still hear. It seems like the storm's picking up outside. I suggest we swim outside in the mud. That'll no, sterilize his wound. That's not how that works. What? <sighs> Trust me, I'm, I'm an a, engineering I'm student, and I know that that's not how that no, works. No, you're not a doctor. You're a well, professor. I'm... There's a difference. I'm a, I'm a doctor of, of archaeology. Okay. But, uh, uh, um, so I, I know about old bones, and this guy's a good He's like, don't hurt me! I'm not gonna let you hurt me! We don't want to hurt you! Why are you me? hurting me? Well, You're hurting me! Don't, oh, I don't am hurting you! out of the darkness attacking young ladies. You got, like, his arm pinned behind his back. He's like, You're like, I'm not gonna hurt you. <laughs> Anymore. <laughs> Just Anymore! I'm not gonna hurt look, you more than look, you're I, already hurt! I'm sorry I shot you. It was very rude of me coming barging into your, what is obviously a very lovely home that you have here. <laughs> this is our home! We have the He's deed. like, what do you want? Well, Who are you? They still has tenant. There's such a thing as tenant's rights. We... I, I want to talk you down now, fella. It's, it's you okay. fucking shot me! What's your name? You're <laughs> Satan! Yeah, you're the you devil! Want... You... <laughs> No, he's a professor. They're often mistaken for each other. He's like bleeding. He's like bleeding because you shot him and you got his arm pulled around his back. I'm gonna... What is your name? Can I do first aid? Yes, you can try a first aid kit. So, yeah, first aid takes... It's like immediate and then medicine's the one that takes forever. Okay. That is 31 of 50... So just a regular success. Okay, so it heals or it heals him for one HP. So you're like able to stop the immediate bleeding and maybe get the bullet out. And then like that's probably it. But he's like, and that takes a while. So I mean you guys spend some time trying to talk him down, trying to get him to relax, trying to keep him restrained while convincing him you're not hurting him, while also trying your best not to hurt him too bad. And then, like, extracting a bullet from him, and then, like, at least bandaging him enough to slow the bleeding to where you don't think he's going to just bleed out everywhere immediately. Um, But it still looks like he needs medical attention, but he's, like, after a while, and this takes a while, um, there is some fighting and arguing stuff, but he seems to at least let you help him, and uh, he is now, like, sitting on the bottom step, but you're, like, 
Would you like a cigarette? It's like, what? They're good for you. They're really good for you. It'll make you feel He's like, oh, yeah? Oh. And he's holding his hand out. He's, like, shaking and stuff. His hands look like they're bloody, but probably from him, like, grasping where he got hit. Sir. Give him, give he's him like, cigarette. sir. And he's, like, putting it to his mouth, and he's, like, reaching for, like, a lighter because he doesn't have one. Light it for him. You got the uh, Zippo, and, yeah, you light it for him. Go and he's Zippo, like, yeah. who are you people? Why are you in my house? The name's Professor Nevada Jones. He's terrible. I'm sorry. Are you a cop? I... No. Cops. Do we look like cops? I'm a professor, and I'm a friend of Professor Merriweather's. We have come into possession of this house. Nah, it's my... I've been here a year. Well, you you may be a tenant, but we have the deed. It's all nice and legal. What do you you mean? No one been here in years. I was a little boy, and there's no one here. Yeah, well, now you're a big old man, and there are people here. <laughs> we have legal documents. Um, what's your name, sir? Uh, don't you already know it, devils? Dicky trick me. I'm not a... What the fuck? I'm not a devil. My name is Lois. I'm a college student. I'm just trying to get my engineering degree, and then crazy shit has been happening. What the fuck is your name, homeless man? Um, they call me Jake. Hey, Jake. What did this? Why'd you shoot me? I was sleeping in my own bed. You were hanging out in the basement of our house, and then you attacked my friend. So of course my other friend shot you. You We don't know what you are. Around and you, you, you with that monster. We thought you were a monster. Monster! You look awful. Like you don't know. What the fuck happened? You know this place is haunted. You. you we said do know you that own because it. Professor. Well, it's not haunted. There's an explanation for it. Yeah, it's called ghosts. Um, Professor Mother- Merriweather told us to come check it out and stop the monsters. Is that what turned you all blistery? The monsters, they're real, all right. In the attic, them ghosts hide in, and they come through the walls, and they chase you. But I'm too quick for them. <laughs> too quick. Obviously not. How did uh, all of this happen to you? You think I so quick? I had it on its last limbs. Then it tried to burn the place to the ground. But not my house. Um, well, you where, keep a lovely home. Where is it now? When was the last time you saw it? Uh, about, I don't know, earlier? It came after me, so I came down here and then... I heard something outside, so I thought maybe it came back. And now you shot me! Because you're cops! We're not cops! Do they let women be cops? I don't think so. No, and with good reason. Well, he's Look, a cop, and professor. he's the one that shot me. I'm a vet, goddammit. Women suffer. Oh, I have a very sick cat. Could you come and have a look at it? <laughs> As they're interrogating this man, I'm going to look... fish has no head. Stop. <laughs> I, I'm i going to look around the the basement while while they're talking to this gentleman. Okay. Yeah, you shine your light around this room. Look at the trunk. And, um, yeah, you, you definitely see that there's a big-ass trunk. It's, like, it's pretty big. Pretty big trunk. It looks like it could... Like, it's almost as wide as the stairs. Well, I'm going to go over to that first and open it. Um, is this a book or is this just decorative? Well, there's, uh, all along these shelves are a whole bunch of random objects. You see 
uh, various things like paper and books and little jars and uh, just all sorts of random accoutrement. Okay, I'm going to go to the trunk first before I check that out. So you walk over to this uh, large trunk and it's uh, partially obscured by some sort of like beige tarp. The tarp itself is also dirt. Uh, you do notice the ground down here also is literally dirt. Like it seems like it's like a cellar that's just being used like a regular basement. Um, Someone's in my root cellar. I'll swallow your sound. Sorry, I'm evil dead flashbacks. Fucking <laughs> 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 flashbacks. Fucking evil dead flashbacks. <laughs> I remember when I was Bruce Campbell all those years ago. <laughs> my boy. <laughs> Good, bad. I'm the one with the. You open it and it doesn't seem locked. It seems sealed with a little bit of rust on the latch. But you like move it and it's and it like snaps the rust off uh, somewhat quickly. Punch myself with the. Well, not that bad, (laughs) but you're able to uh, open it, and inside, you see a few strange things. You see a stack of. Nicely folded black fabric. It looks like a couple cloaks, maybe, or like some sort of hoods. Um, you see a pretty nice, like, cherry wood cigar box. Um, you also see a sheaf of uh, paper that looks like they were perhaps white or manila at some t- some point in time, but they're yellowed now. Um, and yeah, it seems like these are the only objects in this otherwise empty chest. I'm going to pull all of them out. I'm going to try and read what's on the in, on the pages. Okay. So you see a series of handwritten notes, all dated from the year 1877. And all these sheets seem to be written in the handwriting of Marion Allen, such as the letter you'd seen before. None, um, as you read through it, none of the writing seems to mention the powder that um, Rupert Merriweather mentioned, uh, the powder of Mbengazi, which he said they used. But there is uh, a little bit of key information. So six of the pieces of paper are all the same. They're identical, first off. They're copies of a chant written in Latin. You also see a sheet that is uh, basically an explanation that's written in Latin. And uh, even if you don't, do you know Latin? Is your character? Okay. No. So you're able to, the only thing that really stands out to you is that you probably know it is Latin, and you also notice specifically mentioned De Vermis Mysterious written somewhere on that page in, in English, and or whatever okay. language it is. You also see a sheet containing a description and drawing of a pentagram. The pentagram has a number of strange symbols on it. It is a five, six, seven, nine-pointed pentagram star with a series of strange symbols on it uh one of the only one that seriously oh, stands out to you a nonogram is a uh flame in the center other than that the other symbols don't really look immediately identifiable okay. you also see three sheets that in english seem to be discussing a procedure for the ritual that was conducted um and it seems to talk about that when they uh, summoned it that it started at midnight and there was someone speaking the ritual phrase while someone else drew the pentagram on the floor and they were burning a combination of various chemicals while one person uh, sits and keeps watch, essentially. 
But you see this right here, this letter. It says, March 23rd, 1877. I don't know why I'm putting this on paper. It's probably a bad idea. I feel the need to leave some kind of explanation for my actions and my intent. When I took the sarcophagus from my uncle, I did not think that it would be missed. I expected to be able to research it and return it later. I was such a fool. Despite believing in the powers we tried to summon, I grossly misunderstood the consequences. Now Robert is dead, and Harold's a madman. I'm going back to the farmhouse to organize our things. I dread stepping foot again in that place, but I must make sure that our materials will be available again when we need them. Since the others are too shaken to attempt the banishment of this creature, I can only hope that the thing hasn't the power to remain in our reality more than a few hours or days. At least it's bound to the house itself. I shall search for a means to destroy it before the last of us passes from this world and it is released from this house, if it is still there. I believe I know where I can find this knowledge. I need to drive the creature away without assistance from others. I hear tales of mystics in New Orleans that knew much of the true magic of the world. I am leaving the golden box in Rupert's care. I told him not to sell it or to have it appraised by anyone, but I didn't tell him why. He also seemed puzzled by my insistence not to live in Boston, but I believe he trusts my judgment not to go into danger unwittingly. My uncle does not know about our dark brotherhood, so Rupert and the others will be safe from anyone looking for it. I'll be back to put things right again. Mary and Allen. P.S. I write this before I close the lid on the trunk. The thing is still in the attic of the house. It seemed to recognize me and spoke foul curses at me. I will carve protective wards on the trunk to prevent any tampering well with its contents, just in case. And if you look, before it just looked like random wear and tear, but around it, there are, now that you notice it, like gashes in the trunk, and they seem to resemble some of the shapes that were inside the box. And the letter, mm. he seems to mention them as uh, wards. You see the Latin rituals that there are six copies of, they are written much more neatly than than his um, than his letter was. It's almost as if they spent a lot more time making sure that these were completely legible. And there are six of those, as well as six of the cloaks. And then there is the symbol that I had shown you, drawn drawn on a piece of paper, and it's like a, a nanogram, nanogram, which in within two circles, and there's a series of strange symbols all etched across it. O oh, spiritus vos per potentiatum sapientum virtum exercizo. <laughs> so are all of you over here like checking these things out now? No. What do you two do while she walks over to this chest? Are you going with her? Are you guys just like hanging out with the Jake? Or uh, hanging out with Jake to try and keep him from going crazy again. What about you, Professor? Yeah. Are you going over to investigate? I'm keeping a good close eye on this murder hobo. He's like, well, what are I you doing with my... Stuff. And he's That's like not your stuff. Leaning against the wall, like as if he's gonna fall asleep, or maybe he's about to pass out from loss of blood, or just in lack of iron. Um, but yeah, he's like, uh, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Cigarettes, like half burning. He hasn't hit it in like a minute." He's like, "Seems like he's weak. He doesn't seem like he's dead or anything. He's just about to pass out." Okay. Well, it looks like he'll probably be fine. I'll just let him sleep it off. No need to involve a hospital. So I found a ladder. Oh, that's good. You tell him about the stuff in the trunk. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm bringing that over. I just let have me have a look at this. You say some of it's in Latin. Yes, I did, Professor. Fortunately, I speak fluent Latin. Well, can you not speak it out loud? Sure. And just translate it to you know English. 
Or Italian, yes. whichever. Probably. Um, so I'll do a language use check for Latin. Ooh, that's a fail. <laughs> it's a 73. My Latin is a 40. No, it's just some kind of difficult dialect. I, uh, I speak Vulgate Latin. This is uh, ecclesi- ecclesiastical. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, like yeah. a nice smoke. Um, I'm going to open that. Um, I'm going to open the box, Jeremy. So you walk over and Jake is like leaning against the wall. He's just like laying there like <sighs> looks all like weak and injured and stuff. You have him like bandaged up for his overall that's not even covering him up much. You just have it like what like a shirt or something turned into like a tourniquet that's just like kind of helping the bullet wound to not completely bleed out. He's definitely lost enough blood though where he looks like he's going to pass out. Um, but yeah. You all have all this stuff and then you have the cigar box. So you open the cigar box and inside you see a a small metal canister that looks like it maybe once held some brand of pomade and uh, inside when you open it is a weird brownish powder. There's also another smaller wooden box inside of the cigar box. A second smaller wooden box. And uh, are you going to open that? And yes. inside that has a very uh, silvery talcum powder-like substance that uh, it seems almost like kind of like makeup, like it's powder, but like it could very quickly just become like a stain on anything it touches. And it seems like it's like powder, very, very powdery, like it could just crumble. Um, and it's like very silvery and very metallic. Um, and that's what you see inside the cigar box. If you'd like to investigate okay. any of these things, you're welcome to. I would love to. The two powders. I want to figure out what those okay, are. Okay, and then Professor Jones, are you looking at the things written in Latin? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, while Lois is while Lois is examining the powders and trying to figure out if she happens to know what any of these things are, you are looking over the Latin chant, and and it took you a while to figure it out, but you're able to, you know, over time kind of look at it and be like, oh, oh, that his handwriting, like his handwriting is just not great. And you're, it's like kind of written in a cursive hand, but it's Latin and it's just the, it's a different type than maybe what you're used to. And, um, it took you a minute, but you are able to eventually translate uh, generally what you think it would mean in English. So I don't know if you want me to just read it to you or if you want to read it out loud to them. Oh, I'll read it. Are you going to read it out loud to them? I have a, I have a, I have a beautiful speaking voice. Oh, God. Uh, well, I'm just saying, if you read it, then you're literally reading it out loud. If I read it, oh, yeah, don't do I'm that. just telling you what it says. Yeah. All right. I'll just scan it then in my All right. Uh, so it head. says, Oh, spirits, you I exercise by the power, wisdom, and virtue, by divine knowledge, by the dark void, by the name of the old ones, root, trunk, source, and origin of all divine names, whence they draw all life and their power. I exercise you by the name Nyarlathotep, signifying the most excellent bringer of wisdom, his majesty so high and brighter than the stars of the void. I exercise you by the most powerful name of Azaloth, and I, the all-powerful, who shall punish the crimes. I exercise you, and I command you absolutely, O demon, in whatever part of the universe you may be, by the virtue of all the...
As always, I just wanted to take some time to say thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope that you enjoyed this very special episode of Dice Talk. On our next episode, we will return to the normal interview-style episodes that you've come to expect. However, we will release the fourth and final episode of this Call of Cthulhu miniseries sometime in the near future. If you like the show, we'd love to hear about it. You can send us comments, questions, or just say hi by going to DiceTalkPod.com. There, you can stay up to date on all the latest Dice Talk news and streaming schedules. Also, be sure to go to MajesticGoose.com where you can check out all of the awesome tabletop shows that we offer on the network. If you want to find us on social media, you can do so on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can just search Dice Talk and start following us today. You can also get in touch with us by sending us an email to DiceTalkShow at gmail.com. And if you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a review. They really help to get us to the top of the charts so we can get our name out there. Leaving us a review lets us know exactly how you feel about the show, and it really is the best way that you can support us right now. Don't forget to tell your friends about us, and make sure that you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. I'll talk to you next time on Dice Talk. Majestic Goose Podcast. Oh.